And welcome, friends, to The Generations. This is broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you, Bill Jack from Worldview Academy. Hey, Kevin. In studio with me today. Hey, it's good to have you in the studio. Good to be here. How are you? Depends on the moment. This mm-hmm. is a good moment. I'm yeah. sitting in here with you. Yeah. Well, I may let me reevaluate. Never mind. Okay. Never mind what I just said. Okay. All right. We're going to talk about Well Washington Compost. They've come out with a series of hit pieces on home education, which is interesting because really for the last 30 years, most journalism has been fairly positive towards the homeschooling movement in America. At this point, I think they're starting to see that homeschooling might be something of a threat to the monopoly of thought that is maintained by the public schools. And indeed it is. I think I think we certainly do pose something of a threat to the Washington Compost. And, uh, and I would say this, you know, magazine, this newspaper is something of a, it's a rag. liberal rag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So a fairly high percentage of homeschool graduates are politically and civically active. Uh, homeschooling grows up was a study that was done. I'm going to say maybe 10 years ago. Uh, interviewed was it 7,200 homeschool graduates found that homeschoolers were 13 times more likely to be involved in government in civic affairs than their counterparts from public and private schools, meaning that uh, homeschool graduates may very well pose something of a threat to the establishment. Right. And and I think they're sensing something like that. Now you've got a number of homeschool graduates that come through your program with worldview Academy. And uh, you would say the same thing that they're, that you know, not 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 one hundred percent, but a certain percentage, and probably a larger percentage than what you find graduating from your average public and private school, are going to be somewhat civically active, somewhat leaders of the next generation. And that I think the Washington Compost finds threatening. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think they do find it threatening. And anytime you see articles like this, it, it is just evidence of that. That's uh, this is kind of a it's a it's a veiled hit piece. Yeah. Well, it's a hit yeah. piece. I'm not sure how veiled it is, but right. previous articles have come against uh, Mike Ferris, who right. for many years had been president of uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Now, uh, Dr. Brian Ray is the object here. Uh, but what they do is they go through the nation. They try to find uh, certain homeschool kids that graduated, and they're disenchanted with uh, home education. And uh, they have something of a root of bitterness in their hearts. And that, of course, could very much defile many, and uh, so this this bitterness seems to uh, be something that the Washington Post wants to convey to their audience and uh, use as a means of maybe generating a little dislike amongst the public for home education in America. I guess that's is that is that what the agenda that's happening here? I would be curious to see if they've done such articles on the state school system. And the failure of the state school system, or how how successful the state school system is, and I would almost bet that you will find a dearth of articles dealing with what we call the public school. I call it the state school. Well, we found that uh, children attending uh, public schools are three hundred percent or three times more likely to be sexually abused uh, than their counterparts in homeschooling. That was all part of our study. We did some uh, eight ten years ago. And, uh, well, there's not a whole lot on that. Of course, you know, they've, they've got certain stories they cover on homeschool kids that were abused, right? but there's no comparison uh, found. And, uh, by the way, our study was not the only study done. There's been subsequent studies done comparing the amount of abuse, abuse 
happening to public schooled kids versus homeschooling kids. And inevitably, what we find is that homeschooling kids tend to be in a safer environment. Again, it's not a perfect world. Right. Uh, we're looking at, you know, the minus three standard deviations on any kind of distribution. And, uh, but what we find is that the situation in homeschooling is uh, 300% or about three times better. Uh, than it would be in your average public school situation. So again, if if you compare apples to apples, what you find is that homeschooling is is better on average on just about every metric that you can find on average. Not saying that there aren't some some substandard situations, and there are graduates who come out not feeling all that enchanted or feeling that great about their homeschooling experience. And we get that. We we get that. Now, it turns out in our study that was done, the Gen 2 study, uh, completed on about 10,000. These were Christian kids raised in Christian homes, but they were sent off to public school, private school, and in some cases homeschooled and found that uh, 82% of the homeschool population or the homeschool graduates uh, were planning to homeschool their own kids as well. So they had a fairly positive experience. And of course, 18% didn't. And these 18% is the uh, the, the small group or the pond in which uh, these uh, these uh, Washington Post editorialists are, are looking to uh, to find some, you know, problems with uh, some kids who actually were homeschooled but came out feeling rather negative about their experience. But compare that to uh, some 75% of those who graduated from public schools who are rather disenchanted with their experience. The Gallup's favorability poll that's been conducted since the 1970s has found that now down to only 25% of those Americans uh, consider public schools to be uh, something good, to have a favorable a perspective of the public schools in America, very disillusioned at this point. And that would be down from about 54% in 1970. So we're looking at a very, very disillusioned uh, public towards the American public schools. And I think for this reason, the Washington Compost is going to have a very difficult time uh, really defending their position. If you think about it, um, wow, it's an uphill battle at a time when their dissatisfaction with the public schools is at an all-time high. Barely 25% of Americans on the Gallup survey favorable towards the public schools. Meantime, the edchoice.org did their own study and found that 70% of respondents in that poll were somewhat or very positive concerning their opinion of homeschooling compared to only 48% on private schools and only 45% uh, for traditional public schools. So in other words, the American favorability rating towards home education is the highest it's ever been by a long shot. And the disfavorability ratio towards public education is also at the highest point it's ever been before. It's so, going to take some but, hard work on the part of these uh, Washington Compost editorialists to, to bring about you know a shift of public opinion on this issue. But they're doing the best they can, Bill. They're, they're trying. Yeah, I think that's why you see articles like this. If it were a part of a series that you know examined all the options for educating students, then I would be less likely to go at them hard on this. But this this is a definite hit piece. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um I I think they're just they're they're it it should be obvious to those who are in the homeschooling movement that that's what it is. Now it's not as obvious to those who are the average reader because they tend to come to an article with a preconceived notion and uh, you, you and I know that that when you started homeschooling, a lot of parents w- would say, "Well, you know, when I go back to for Thanksgiving or Christmas, and 
And the grandparents start asking the kids questions. They start start grilling the kids, you know, on math facts, on mm-hmm. on on English facts, on history facts, you know, just just to see if they're getting a real education as opposed yeah. to what they're getting in the but, state but, schools. But, but all know? that's changed, Bill. It I mean, has it's amazing changed. how it, much has changed in the last ten or fifteen years. There's a much more positive mm-hmm. uh, general feeling in the in the general public about yeah. home education. And, and I think attacking homeschooling is like attacking apple pie and Christmas uh, at this point in America. Hey, you know, still something that um, most people consider a, a good thing. You think yes. about homeschooling, apple pie, and Christmas. Because they recognize that it's, it takes commitment on the part of the parents, that it's sacrificial on the part of the parents, that the parents have have a vested interest and an expressed interest in raising a godly seed, if you're Christians, or if if they're just looking at the value of education, they go, "Wow, you know, this is this is a unique way of educating students." Mm-hmm. That when you look at the state schools, the state schools are just failing. Mm-hmm. Everybody recognizes the state schools are failing. Secular education is dying, and it amazes me that there are still families who send their students to the state schools when there are so many other options now than when I, we started homeschooling 25, 30 the years ago. OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation Development, has done this study for a number of years. America is sinking fast in comparison to other nations. Uh, when it comes to education, the academic scores now uh, for math are next to Mongolia, Serbia, and Ukraine. We're number 43 out of 81 countries, again, hanging out with Mongolians and uh, Serbians uh, and Ukrainians when it comes. And, and these, by the way, are not the the most economically advanced countries in the world. Right. Uh, these are nations that are you know downwards of anywhere between you know four thousand to seven thousand dollars per year on their GDP per capita. Very very bad. Very bad. So that's where we are today. That's where America is today. America has dropped off big time over the last number of years on the international PISA study. Uh, now next to Mongolia, Serbia, and Ukraine on our math scores, number forty three on the study of 81 countries taken by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. So, again, uh, given that public schools are a dismal failure in America, uh, people are saying, hey, maybe we can do it better. Uh, Also, you think about the turkey principle. It's hard to soar like eagles when you're hanging out with turkeys. turkeys. swim? I don't uh, even think turkeys fly. Well, they probably don't even <laughs> swim. They don't even fly. But they. Uh, my point is they don't do well <laughs> academically. All right. Well, attacking homeschooling is like attacking apple pie. And the Washington Compost is not doing a very good job with this. If you're an atheist, probably not a wise idea to start an anti-Christmas campaign in America. It'd be something like spitting against the wind. And that's precisely what uh, the Washington Post folks are doing right now in uh, taking up this uh, campaign against home education. Be back with more in just a moment on Generation. Stay with us. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. 
We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. And we are back on the Generations broadcast. This is Kevin Swanson, Bill Jack also with me. And uh, addressing this article and the series of articles that come out of Washington Post, uh, very negative towards home education, uh, interviewing the uh, really the 0.01% of the homeschool graduate population that has been disenchanted, oftentimes for spiritual reasons. Oftentimes this is not just some sort of a practical beef with uh, the way they were educated, but rather there's some spiritual issues that have entered into the hearts of these rather embittered homeschool graduates. And uh, well, now this recent article also argues that homeschool researchers are biased, especially if they homeschool their own children, but every study maintains some degree of bias. And you think about those who have committed themselves to public education. And uh, that's by far the majority of researchers in the academic world, and certainly they will be biased by their own biases. Uh, every study maintains some degree of bias, and every study holds some degree of error, and that's just the way it works. Uh, the argument will always be that given the fact that generally parents are concerned and involved in homeschooling, they start uh, out with the best sample size, and therefore, if that same sample size, a parent-involved children were in the public schools, they would do just as well or better on standardized tests in the public schools as they did in the homeschool, that argument will continue. And there's there's you know no way you can argue against that. But again, all of this is conjecture. And the reason for that is because sociological studies cannot possibly find cause and effect relationships because you cannot create a pristine enough environment or a laboratory in which to block all confounding factors. That is, you know, you've got to start from the very beginning and and put these people into a bubble, not allow any other confounding factors, as in parenting, as in home life, as in church life, or anything else. Just set them into a bubble and then put, you know, X percent of them into a public school and the other X percent into a homeschool environment. And over 18 years, you'll come out with a long-term uh, cause and effect relationship. But you can't do that when it comes to sociological studies. I worked in experimental design. It was the Gucci method, analysis of variance, et cetera, in manufacturing for quite some time. And, you know, it was difficult enough to come out with uh, a decent study with decent confidence uh for the results uh, when when you know you could block all of these factors you could take into account um, certain factors you were looking at and not allow for any other factors to enter into the laboratory setting and then identify the relative contributions of some factors over others to affect the sort of results that you want. Uh, so again, sociological studies are generally a pretense in the sense that confidence levels are always going to be low. But the emperor's new clothes makers I mean, the social planners, the legislators, I mean, I mean, the good do-gooders in government are relying on the studies to make public policy in order to control the lives of the people. And that's the whole point for the studies. 
So government social planners like to pretend that they are in control of society and they're sitting at the control panel of everybody's life and creating the better situation for mankind. And so they're, of course, going to be very interested in what the uh, uh, emperor's new clothes maker laboratories are producing in terms of their studies. So how do you determine with enough confidence what will create a good outcome for the highest number of people in the area of education or bringing up children? May I suggest something? And that is the very word of God. Uh, God is very smart. God knows very much about children, about the human mind, and about the best way to raise a child. And uh, of course, 99.9% of our leaders in our countries today would never trust God's word before they would trust their pseudoscientific studies. So keep that in mind as well. So, I mean, the, the, the bottom line here is how do we get parents to care about their children? How do we get fathers to love their children? One of the points we, we, we probably understand, this isn't just those who follow scripture, but just about anybody in education knows that uh, children who have a good parenting situation, uh, children who are raised in a decent, stable home are much likely to do better academically than their counterparts raised in more dysfunctional situations. So I think almost everybody knows this. Um, moreover, the word of God bears out that parents are responsible to bring their children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Uh, we find in Deuteronomy 6, 7, God's standard for the education of ch children, that is a parent integrated, word integrated, life integrated kind of education where we're bringing the word of God into our children's lives as we sit in the house, as we walk by the way, as we rise up, as we lie down, etc. So in the book of Proverbs, again, the entire book of Proverbs is dedicated to parents inculcating these lessons into their children, not, uh, not the social planners, not professionally educated educators that are supposed to somehow uh, be doing all of this work for us. But here's again the question, Bill. How do we get good parenting? How do we get parents to love their children? How do we get good parents to give their children a stable upbringing? Well, two things. Number one, uh, the way that we get good results for the next generation and, uh, and a good parenting situation for a child is through the work of Jesus mm -hmm. in the hearts of the parents. I mean, <laughs> this is the very best way. It's by regeneration, it's by the Holy Spirit doing the work. Uh, by changing the hearts of the people, by the grace of God, and, and by these parents believing in Jesus, to know that Jesus saves us from our lovelessness and our carelessness and our stinking pride and everything else, that and anger and these things that ruin the relationship within the home. Okay, so, so when we come down to the root of it all, okay, if you want a good cause and effect relationship, Bill, in terms of the best possible outcome for kids, comes down to parents who have received the grace of God, who have been forgiven of their sins and are willing to forgive each other within the context of the home. And there's not a lot of bitterness that grows up in the relationship. And there's just lots of love that's spread around from one generation to the next. That can only happen by a miracle right. of the Lord Jesus Christ working in people's lives. Exactly. And, and we live in a fallen world and two imperfect people coming together do not make a perfect marriage. Okay. Yeah. So what so, do you do with that? So what do you do with that? You, you submit to the word of God and you recognize when, when you make mistakes in front of your children, you, you confess your sins even to your children and say, look, I was wrong when I did this and we need to move on. So we are held accountable to a higher standard than our own making. And we convey that to our children so that they too recognize that there is a standard by which we judge actions and that we strive for that, but we know that we are never going to 
to measure up to a perfection. No, we never we never do. But by God's grace, we find improvement. So yeah. again, we're asking, how do we improve? How do we maximize on the outcome? That's the question. Never in a perfect world we get that. But Jesus came to what? To save us from our sins. Exactly. Jesus came into this world to start cleaning things up, and he does. And so if you want to clean things yeah. up, it's not going to be the state schools no. that are going to accomplish that for you, Bill. No. Yeah. If so you, If you want them to... To, to hold your values, teach them your values. Yeah. If you want them to hold the state's values, send them to a secular school. Yeah, and let's talk about the state's values. So I'm asking the simple question, how do we improve parenting? How do we improve the quality of families in America? Well, number one, by the gospel. Number two, by removing the negative influences. And the, why, what is that? Well, the world is out there doing everything possible to pervert sexuality, destroy marriage, destroy the family, and to bring isolation to our world that undermines all of human relationship. All right, so the media, the universities, the public schools have been a gigantic destructive force on humanity. So therefore what? Well, I said, number one, positively, let's bring the gospel to everybody, as many as possible. And then secondly, absolutely remove the negative influences. Get rid of all public schools tomorrow. Get rid of them. Get rid of all public schools with bad worldviews, the bad universities, the bad media, uh, the, the, the bad instruction that's coming out of the universities in America that affects every possible area of ethics in life, but effectively is destroying the family and destroying sexuality and destroying the public schools and destroying the future for hundreds of millions of children in this nation. So the two things you can do if you really want to maximize the upbringing of the next generation is to get rid of all of the public schools, all of the universities, all of the bad media. And raise your children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the solution. Yeah. Re- return the jurisdiction of education to the parents. There it is. Not to the state. And, and and that's about all I'm going to say on this edition of the program. We just cut to it on this edition, friends. And you can interact with our program by emailing me directly to host at generations.org. If you have any questions, anything to add to the program, anything you'd like us to address on the program, please email us at host at generations.org and get a copy of Upgrade, The Ten Secrets of the Best Education for Your Child, which is the book I wrote on maximizing the biblical principles for the best effect in the education of our children. And of course, what I'm doing is I'm summarizing God's wisdom. What is God saying about the education of our children? Summarized in the book Upgrade, the 10 secrets to the best education for our children. That's available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson and Bill Jack inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.